Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Every morning, Sakon Lassafengtong leaves his home in Sacramento before 5 a.m. so he can get to Oakland's Chinatown by 6. It's Tuesday the 16th, but everything's calm. This is how Chinatown likes it. He does a quick drive around the neighborhood, makes sure the streets are clean. Um, trash can is all empty, which is great. And that's just the start of his day. Sakon spends a lot of his time checking in on merchants elders, and people who don't have housing. But now his community is getting a ton more attention because of a series of recent attacks on Asian elders. And this has changed his work. You know, it's important to to show folks that, hey, I I see you, I acknowledge you, I respect you. But if if you're having a bad day or, you know, you're going through things, you know, um, I want to acknowledge that you're, you're present and that I see you. Today, we're talking about Oakland's Chinatown with one community member who's trying to take care of the neighborhood and keep people safe. I'm Devin Kadayama. Welcome to the Bay. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randadid Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. We were brought up to, you know, look after each other and love each other, especially our elders. The community was suffering already because of the pandemic. What doesn't help either was the, um, somebody mentioned about, you know, Chinese people caused the uh, the COVID and seeing all these uh, uh, attacks going on around the U.S., um, people were pretty frightful. Sakon Lassafengtong is the director of housing services at Family Bridges. 
It's a social services nonprofit right next to Oakland's Chinatown. He's also a Chinatown ambassador, where he walks around the community to help keep the neighborhood safe and clean. He started doing this work in 2019, shortly after he served 20 years in prison. The, the houseless folks that, that are uh, still there, I try to you know, continue to reach out and to always let them know that we have food and food is always there, clothing, um, any, anything that they need. We have resources and the merchant, they're always busy in the morning. You know, the, the way they work, it, it's amazing just watching them systematically, how, how they do things, how they set up shop. Because of the attacks, I have to be more alert, which means, um, you know, I, I can't just focus on, like, uh, cleaning. I have to be able to be vigilant and, and look around and pay attention and listen more. So before, um, I used to at least have one earbud so I could listen to music, but now I can't do that anymore. I have to be more um, vigilant and pay more attention. Can you talk about what you do if you're seeing a situation where someone might commit a crime or, or ways that you do kind of step in to diffuse any kind of situation? Yeah, I remember an incident where uh, a couple guys, I, I say kids, you know, and, and wearing masks and, and gloves, just walking around, you know, looking suspicious. I would say I trust my instincts. You know, when I was young, when I was up to no good, these are the characteristics that I would I would have on me is I'm nervous. You know, I'm, I'm always constantly looking around. And yeah, and I would uh, uh, approach, you know, I would take the initiative to, to greet you know, folks have conversation is the most important is, to, you know, I offered a N95 mask. I, I would say, excuse me, I noticed you don't you don't have a mask on. And, you know, and they know what the N95, they say, hey, those are, you know, hard to get. I say, yeah, here, you know, have an extra one. Um, make sure you wear it, you know, and please be safe. And information is, is important. Like, mm -hmm. I would say, um, you know, there's a lot of crimes happening in this area. So please be careful. And then that would defuse folks. And. All they need is the distraction because when you're about to commit a crime, you're so focused on it that, you know, this is the, and then, you know, you're going to make it happen if you keep focusing on it. Why do you think it's so important to the people who you are approaching and talking to that you approach them with this kind of information, as you call it, but also this this certain level of care and respect. Because um, we don't want to uh, make it like we're targeting people. You know, that's 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 not what we do. We want to approach everyone with respect. You know, it's important to to show folks that hey, I, I see you, I acknowledge you, I respect you. But if if you're having a bad day or you know you're going through things, you know. Um, I, I'm gonna validate you, you know, validate you as a person, as a human being, and that you're, you know, you're, I wanna acknowledge that you're, you're present and that I see you. I wanna talk a little bit more about the violence that's been occurring in Chinatown because the incidents have been getting a lot of attention. What have people in Chinatown, the people who you've talked to, been saying about these incidents? They, they, they're saddened by it that, you know, another human being can, you know, hurt or harm another human being for no reason, you know, or selfish reason. 
And um, a lot of time, the folks here, they just want to be left alone. They're just merchants, you know, trying to make a living for to take care of them and their family. They don't want all this attention, you know. They just want to um, carry on with their daily work and duties and, and um, you know, go home and enjoy their time with their family. There's a lot of mixed, like, negative feelings here. And there's also this really big piece of the story that's come out which has focused a lot on race, which I think is something we have to address. You know, these these incidents of violence have just sparked a ton of attention and conversation about race, about about black people, about Asian people, not just in the Bay Area, but nationally, really. What's that looked like for you? Um, <clears throat> man, this is, this is hard for me to, like, really um, answer. Like, you know, I can't speak for... For everyone, but for me, um, there's not proof that you know uh, blacks are corroborating and, and, and targeting, attacking Asians. That's one thing I don't want to spark is, is 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 something that's not true. You know, like um, for me, being coming from prison over 20 years, when rumors you know start like that, it, it causes riot. And during a riot, a lot of people get hurt. You know. Um, it's not healthy and safe for any community to to say that one community is against the other. You know, it's, it's not fair for the folks that don't feel like that, don't feel that way. But what needs to be a, a addressed more also is um is jobs. You know, is is opening up schools because these kids they need to be in school. Um, the media and and people that are in in a position to say things that is going to cause this kind of negative effect, like. For example, you know, um, is the the COVID is 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 came from China, so people yeah. are scared, and you know they're they're attacking all Asian folks, thinking everybody's Chinese. It, it shouldn't have happened, you yeah. know. And I think those are the the things that need to be addressed. Is like if you're in a position of power or influence, you know, you can't be saying or putting negative things out there so that. Uh, you know, another human being will attack other human beings. What kinds of responses have you seen from the broader Bay Area community? Yeah, the, the response is mostly uh, positive. Um, you know, um, the other day on Saturday, they had a, a rally out here at Madison Park. And, you know, there's outpouring support, love, unity, solidarity. I mean, for me, with Asians and, uh, and Black community, we always been solid. Right, and that we are also here to discuss that it's through healing, coming together, that we're gonna have solutions. And we have leaders- I just, um, you know, I'm amazed, you know, of uh, folks that from every background and walk of life came out to this rally. I say to our Asian and Black siblings, we need to stand together when the world tries to divide us. We cannot afford another life to be lost. Thank you, everybody. And to my home, the Bay, I love you. Mahal kita. You know, I feel like I've seen, you know, GoFundMe sites and, and people coming out supporting online. There is that event this past weekend. What do you feel like the Chinatown community needs right now? At the moment, I think they, they probably need money to help pay bills because during the pandemic, you know, a lot of families that have uh, businesses here or hurt. So they need us uh, monetary support. And um, 
yeah, that, that's the one of the biggest thing I could I could say is is, is money, and um, and a lot more uh, volunteer for pickup for uh, cleaning up and uh, graffiti removals. So, Cone, why do you do this work? Why is this important to you? Uh, it's important because, um, like, uh, when I was younger, <laughs> I, I used to um, terrorize my community, you know, with, like, gunshots. Um, and I'm also responsible uh, for the loss of life. And... Uh, <clears throat> By promoting nonviolence, you know, I'm hoping that it can save a life. And um, by helping clean the community, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving back to the communities. You know, it might not be the community that I grew up in, but it's a community. You know, um, by keeping it safe, like I said, you know, it could, it could keep people from harm and, you know, keep people from losing their life over you know, nonsense. So that's why uh, I enjoy doing what I do is, you know, just helping folks, helping people. So, Colin, thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, just, you know, um, to uh, stop the violence against Asians, stop violence, period. And if folks don't know how to deal with their hurt or their stress or whatever they're going through, you know, um, there's always uh, people to reach out to and, and get the help that you need so that you don't have to harm people. Thanks to Sakone Lassafangtong, the Director of Housing Services at Family Bridges. This episode was produced by Shaylin Martos, myself, and our editor, Alan Montecilio. The Bay is made by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us. Talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.